Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Will Sullivan here with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Shannon McPeak, the founder of Operation Happy Nurse. Shannon, thanks for joining us today. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Of course. So Shannon, give us a little bit of insight into your background and what led you to found your organization. Of course. I am a neonatal ICU nurse. I have been since 2016. I started in the NICU, always been in the NICU. Babies are my thing. I think nurses who do adults are great, but I am a baby person through and through. I started at Georgetown in DC, actually, and it was a great experience there. I just didn't feel that I was adequately prepared for the pressure that nurses are under. You know, we know what nurses do generally when we go into the profession, but when you're actually in it, it's unbelievable the things that you have to see and experience. So when I began experiencing death, I began experiencing poor patient outcomes. I just it was very difficult for me to cope with and to understand because I had never really had to deal with death before. And then all of a sudden I was just expected to cope with the death of infants. And that was extremely difficult. No one was talking about it. There were no resources provided to us. And I just began to spiral. I became, uh, well, for lack of a better term, more machine-like. I wanted to make sure that I didn't make any errors. So I started developing signs and symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder. I had to check things in numbers of three. So when people say, oh, I'm just OCD, I get kind of frustrated because, you know, it's very debilitating when you have to check things X amount of times before you go to bed. It's very anxiety-provoking when you can't finish it because someone introduced or interrupts you or if while you're doing it, someone judges you because they don't really know what is going through your mind when that happens. Mine was, if I don't finish this, then something bad is going to happen to my patients the next day. And although that's obviously not rational, it was the way that I was coping with what I was seeing. And I didn't have anyone that I was talking to about any of this at all. So as I began to develop this, I became more withdrawn my personality began to alter. I was becoming more irritable, but no one could really tell full on because I wasn't blatantly stressed, right? When I was at work, I was doing everything I could to be the best nurse that I could be. When I was at home, I was trying to maintain my calm physique. It was just small changes that would happen. I would snap easier. I would get more irritable easier. I would be less compassionate as I was prior And the stress began to get at me to the point where one of my friends told me that if I didn't make changes, I was going to end up losing people in my life. And so with that, I started researching a ton of different stress relievers and I started speaking to other nurses. And that's a huge one because when I spoke to other nurses, I realized that my problem was not unique, that in fact, it was a large problem in the nursing profession. And that was in 2018, 2017. So that's even pre-COVID. When a lot of people think of mental health and nursing, they think of COVID causing it, but it's been here. It's been around. We just weren't doing anything about it until COVID hit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an amazing 
you know, backstory, Shannon. I, I know there's a lot more layer to that, but I, I think it kind of brings us right to just Operation Happy Nurse and how that developed and, you know, just the struggles you have. I think people see that whether in nursing or outside of it. I mean, clearly COVID's prompted a lot of it for people, but if anything, it's kind of highlighted people to be yeah. more self-aware. I don't know if that's just because people sat by themselves and they're like, man, I'm just, you know, more self-reflection. And, um, but just how, how did that jump you into saying, well, let me create this uh, organization that's not for profit. Yeah. So I think that we as individuals were self-aware that we were struggling. We just weren't discussing it with other people. And then after COVID, it kind of pushed us to the point of breaking where we had to, otherwise we weren't going to be able to stay in the profession. I started discussing this about myself in 2018. I did a study, uh, asked a lot of different nurses what they were doing for their mental health, if they were struggling. And it in fact proved that I wasn't alone that it was a huge problem in the nursing profession. And I only laugh because it, the numbers were insane. What, we, what was happening in 2018, it was 80% of our respondents said that they suffered from stress, anxiety, and or depression due to the nursing profession. So that's just, it was crazy to see those numbers. I began Operation Happy Nurse because while I was going through this rebuilding period, while I was getting on top of my mental health, I started looking at other opportunities within the healthcare field. I started volunteering at March of Dimes and I really enjoyed the fundraising portion. I really enjoyed working on something that was still greater than myself, but I didn't have to worry about, you know, life or death situations at work. I'm still a NICU nurse, by the way, that I ended up saying, but at the time I was trying to find an avenue where I could feel better. And so I started volunteering at March of Dimes and then decided that I loved it there, but I still wanted to give nursing a shot. So I started travel nursing. But upon travel nursing, one of my really good friends who worked with me in the NICU asked me if I was going to continue working for March of Dimes while I travel nursed. And I told her just out of the blue, I don't even know where this came from. I was like, I mean, I love March of Dimes, but I really wish there was a nonprofit for nurses and mental health. And she sat there with me and we were like, is there? So we started researching it. And realized that at that time, there wasn't anything. So that's when I did my study in 2018. That's when I started brainstorming. And based on the results of our study is how we developed Operation Happy Nurse. Based on their responses is how we formed what Operation Happy Nurse is today. That's really incredible and super impressive. And you actually mentioned that you're still an active RN. So what's it like juggling your day-to-day while also owning a not-for-profit? Yeah. So I'm lucky because I found a position in California that doesn't necessarily exist in other states, which I wish it did, but we have something called break nurses here. So when nurses have to go on their lunch break, uh, a specific nurse comes and takes over their patient assignment so that no one else has to worry about those patients when they have a full assignment of their own. So I come into different hospitals in San Diego and I go into different NICUs and I take over patient assignments while these nurses go on their breaks. So my hours are shorter. I go in from like 10 p.m. to 2 or 3 a.m., which is a little (laughs) wild driving at that hour, but it works with my schedule. So I can work all day on Operation Happy Nurse and still go into the hospital 
at night. I do get tired sometimes. <laughs> We're working on controlling the stress and finding time to decompress, but it is really nice to still be able to be in the unit and speak to nurses and know what is going on firsthand actively in the profession. I do just, um, I, I think it is, it would be meaningful to kind of step back. So give us an explanation of like break nurse, because that is something that I've heard about, especially with the recent nurse strikes and, you know, Hey, we're all overwhelmed. We have a higher patient volume with less, you know, folks actually handling them on the nurse side. Um, yeah. all the, and how the break, I mean, we deal with it in our company where it's, you know, you have designated people who will step in and rotate through and assist when they take bathroom breaks, they take a lunch break, they've got to take care of a family member and go to a, you know, an early dental appointment. So we have like a built-in rotation on that, you know, how, how yeah. does that look in healthcare and what you're, yeah, it you're doesn't, it of. doesn't look in healthcare. I, so <laughs> In every other hospital I worked at, this role did not exist. And I've worked in a lot of NICUs. I've worked in DC, New York, Seattle, LA, Australia, and then I came to San Diego. And in California specifically, in LA and in San Diego, this role existed. So California has this rule that nurses can't go out of their acuity levels. So based on how sick your patients are, you get X amount of patients. During COVID, they did end up pausing that because of the amount of patients we were having with the lack of nurses, but there is some talk and push from the nursing community to get that back on. The break nurses still existed, but they'd be the first ones to be pulled into patient assignment if we had too many patients for the RNs, but prior that wasn't allowed. Like you needed to stay in your acuity. So the purpose of the break nurse is to make sure that no one goes out of their acuity. So for my other hospitals in Seattle, New York, Australia, and in DC, when I wanted to go on break, I had to then ask the nurse next to me to watch my patients as I go to eat. So that's really difficult because if you have a really sick kid, for example, in DC, I one time had two intubated babies, one of them on a high frequency ventilation. I'm now giving both of those patients to someone else who also has other patients. It's not exactly safe, right? Like if that nurse has to then take care of, let's say five, four or five patients, two or three of them being intubated while I go on break, that's not ideal. <laughs> Exactly. So in California, it's beautiful because they have these nurses that make sure that no one else has to take over those assignments and they look over just those patients while that nurse goes on break. And it's chef's kiss. It's <laughs> so ideal. Yeah. So that's that's really it's, uh, it's interesting because it's basically like if you take the work environment for you in the NICU, you have a balloon, it's filled up a certain level. That balloon doesn't change. And basically what you're saying is you leave to take lunch and eat and you're just pushing the balloon down in a different area and adding to somebody else's workload and then probably yeah, exactly. increasing absenteeism and all these other things operation happy nurse is kind of focused on so that's an interesting exactly. way yeah yeah wow yeah exactly there's just for example at the first hospital i worked at too we would have nurses who had patient assignments and um if an admission came, that nurse was like the admit nurse, but they would still have two other patients with them. In California, they have an admit nurse in certain in certain hospitals. The hospital I work in right now, 
they have the admit nurse has patients or might have patients, but at the hospital I worked at prior as a travel nurse, they had a specific admit nurse who had no other patients, so they didn't have to worry if an admission came and didn't have to like worry about abandoning their other patients while they were focused on this admission because an admission can take two, three, four, five hours to complete, depending on how sick the patient is. Now imagine having two other kids, maybe one other kid on top of that. It's very difficult to juggle at all, very stress provoking. Yeah, for sure. And it'll be interesting to see if other states kind of pick up that model because it sounds like it's working. <laughs> so, Here's to hoping. Yeah. Here's to hoping. So Shannon, where do you see Operation Happy Nurse in the next five years? Yeah. So right now, Operation Happy Nurse is a free stress relief community. We plan to keep it free forever for nurses because I personally don't think that those who care for everybody else should have to pay to care for themselves. So we are all donation-based, all partnership-based. Our stress relief community, nurses can pick and choose through the resources that we offer in order to build their own stress relief haven, per se. Well, we're actively bringing that from a website community to an app community. So it'll have both those options, which we're very excited about. It is expensive because our app is very intensive. So I think that process will take a little bit, but I'm very excited for that to be completed because it's going to make stress relief even that more easily accessible to the nursing community and it'll build that community aspect as well so that you know that you're not alone that you know that there's other people surrounding you there to support you the other thing we're working on and hopeful to get done in the next five years is some studies regarding our website and regarding stress relief in the nursing community we're working with some people right now to develop the plan for it but we're in very beginning stages of this study we think it'll end up being a three to five year study and the data from that will really help form Operation Happiness and really help show that, you know, re these resources do exist and they do help. Yeah, so this might be a little redundant, but I, I'm so where do you see for yourself in, in the future? I mean, in, in tandem with, you know, OHN and then just outside of that. Yeah, so for me personally, I want my focus to be Operation Happiness. I think that it is extremely important. I think that we need stuff like this in order to keep nurses in the profession. We're losing nurses left and right. So my goal is to work on it full time so that I can keep this resource available for the nursing community. But on top of that, I do think that it's very important for those speaking on the nursing community to understand the nursing community. So I will have and build a group of nurses to help guide me and discuss with me and educate me if I do end up leaving bedside, which in five to 10 years, I think with the rate that Operation Happy Nurse is growing, I will probably have to do that. But again, I want to maintain my education on what is happening in the nursing profession at the bedside. So I will have groups and I will hopefully shadow nurses to make sure that I'm maintaining that skill set, maintaining that knowledge. Beautiful, really incredible work that you're doing, Shannon. And we really, really appreciate everything that Operation Happy Nurse is giving to nurses around the country. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, amazing work, Shannon. That's another episode. Let's cover that. Thank you. <laughs>